My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers! Hey, everybody! Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Yay! Happy October some more! <laughs> I love this We're like, month. what, midway through now? We're coming We're to the end of it? to yeah. the end! I don't like that. Oh, October's the best month. I love October. It's I don't want it to good. end. Yes. Although October weather here is always very strange. <laughs> it's like up and down. It is up and down because you'll get like a few days of fall and you're like, oh, this it's perfect. very like cool outside it's very misty it's mm -hmm. very ominous and then the Santa Anas come they blow everything away <laughs> and it's hot <laughs> I don't like that and you get a cold like I have right now so I'm sorry if I sound a little sniffly oh no everybody yeah. everybody's getting weird like allergies well symptoms. when the weather is like up and down yeah. and up and down like it's supposed to be in the upper 90s today or something stupid like that and it's been in the 90s the last couple of days. And like literally right before that, it was rainy and cold. Yeah. And in like the 40s in the middle of the night. Right. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> yes. That's my favorite. That's fall. It's sweater weather. Oh, Break out your sweater. Sweater weather. Oh, man. But, you know, we'll get there. Give us about mid-December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say, like, December, January. Then it'll be fall. Yeah, then it'll be fall. And, no and they'll winter. be like, it's so cold. <laughs> we are never happy with the weather. Never. <laughs> never. It's never enough. Never enough. Never no. enough. So, Angela. Yes. What's got you in stitches? Okay, I have an update, dudes. Let's get an update. <laughs> I have an update, stitchers. Okay. So... I think it was last episode I had the true crime that I talked about. Yes, yes I think so. So we had chickens, had chickens, Aww. and we didn't know what was getting them. We still, have, we still have 23, but we lost seven, and we didn't know what was getting them. Yeah. And so I think it was the day, the last, uh, the day that we recorded last, where I was uh, t telling you that it was that day that... Um, they, you know, they we, were eaten. They were eaten that morning. Disappeared. Yeah. The big disappearance. And so we kept everybody locked up through the rest of the weekend um, just because I was worried. And then we finally, after a couple of days, started letting them out of the coop because I don't want them in the coop. They don't need to be cooped up. No. They need to run around. Yeah. So we let them out. Free range. And we're just free. They are. They're free range. <laughs> And so we let them out and then, you know, we monitored them and we got very frequently to just check on everybody and make sure everybody was there because we still didn't know what had gotten right. the chickens. Right. And so um, we had already put them away for the evening and we did it a little bit before when we normally do just because I know predators come out around sunset and they come out around sunrise. Mm -hmm. And so we put them away before sunset and then I went out to check on them and then give them a little extra treat because I still feel really bad that you know, my chickens. Poor chickies. So I went out to check on them and then I see something at the coops. Uh-oh. And I'm like, ooh, that's big. What is that? It was a big bobcat. Ah! It was big was it, it huge it was huge it was like the biggest bobcat i've seen i've seen them and they look small that's the yeah crazy part. yeah no this guy was big oh my gosh it was like um probably about rosie size 
Wow. It was like big. And That's it, huge. it wasn't a mountain lion because it did have that, you know, bobtail. Yes. And it, you know, had the, the coloring, same coloring. Yeah. But it was huge. And there's been a lot of bobcat sightings like after this guy. And so I ran back inside. I grabbed my Louisville slugger <laughs> and a broom. <laughs> yes. And I go, kids, stay inside. And I run back out. And I go, get out of here, Bobcat. And I'm yelling at it. And I'm like swinging the bat. And it just kind of looks at me and then runs away. <laughs> so, like, You're crazy. I don't I think I want to be near you. But I'm like, I'm going to get this Bobcat out of here. So I chased it off the property. And then I immediately, we have a, an email chain for all the neighbors here. And I nice. emailed everybody. And I was like, there's a Bobcat. Yeah, you know, Watch out. It already I got seven of got my chickens. other neighbors animals I, I haven't heard anything okay, if it got anybody else's animals yeah. but it was big that's it crazy was a big bobcat and but i have seen in other facebook posts and other um like my ring camera you know they i have seen other posts of people seeing bobcats so they're out right now oh this is their peak time I'm yeah guessing. so i'm like i don't know how to keep a bobcat off my property that's crazy so you know we're just being extra vigilant and keeping close tabs and eyes on all of our animals and they're I'm just like sorry. Dude, bobcats because they you know they can obviously jump over the fences they're yeah. not you know they're yeah. pretty agile oh, they're very agile that's right. scary they're smart so too. yeah i mean they're bobcat cats, so I was like chasing down a bobcat. I was like, get out of here. Look at you. <laughs> Angela, princess warrior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta protect my animals. Good for you. You can't eat any more And you haven't chickens. seen it. Haven't seen it since. Good. Yeah. Haven't seen it since. I wonder, is there like some kind of sensor or something that you can install for like bobcats or like, 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 or ear piercing things to like ward them away. Ward them away. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. We did pick up some trail cameras. Oh, They're good. right down here. So we're going to be installing them probably this coming, that like in the next couple of days. Will you see a Bigfoot maybe? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or Might spooky a things. Oh, if if so a Bigfoot cool. comes out and gets my chickens, I'm going to be like, you can have some yeah, chickens. Have some chickens, buddy. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, try to chase off a Bigfoot. That yeah. would be not very uh, smart of me. Yeah. <laughs> No, that would not be dumb ways to die. <laughs> well, we'll let the Bigfoot have the chickens yeah. and, and I'll just buy more and <laughs> sacrificial chickens. Just don't eat my alpacas, oh, Bigfoot. No, Leave I them alone. I think you'll be okay. I love my alpacas. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. So that's, they'll you know, spit at it. the update. We figured out, you know, who was uh, attacking our you chickens. You found your murder mystery. Yeah. Good job. Solved. You solved it. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's still on the loose. You oh, know. Well, he's a wild animal, so yeah. it's okay. So what's got you in stitches, Nicole? Uh, no, you know, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Bugs are the bane of my existence. <laughs> oh, no. Got, it's not another crazy bug story. I'm just pissed because I don't know if you've, uh, if anybody that's outside of California has heard about this, but some invasive mosquito species has taken over California. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not from here. <laughs> I forgot what they said. It came from like some supply of bananas or something, obviously, like transported in, not from California. So these stupid mosquitoes. And suck. they're teeny. They're tiny. They're not like normal mosquitoes here. So they, um, they stay closer to the ground. Yeah. They're ankle biters. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they don't only bite you once. They can oh, bite multiple, multiple times. times. Oh, little stinker. Yes. And they're annoying. Yeah. And so um, my husband's trying to get our kids out to just be more active, right? And he's getting out more and it's warmer now. 
weather's crazy, but they come home and they've got like 10 to 20 bites yeah. all over their legs. And yeah. I'm so mad. And so he's installed this, like, I don't know if you've seen them, you plug it in. And it's like a blue light. Plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Doesn't yes. smell like a plug it in. No. <laughs> but it's just a big blue light and it's supposed to attract flying bugs. Yeah. Yeah. And we get a, a few, uh -huh. but they're not attracting the mosquitoes. So at night yeah. we wake up and they're bitten everywhere too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're Those just, little guys suck. They suck. So leave yeah. California, these stupid mosquitoes. <laughs> um, but it was crazy. What I saw on TikTok was uh, this video where it's like this big mosquito boom. I don't know why I didn't like understand exactly, but apparently they're supposed Oh, because of all the rain that we had. We, it was, we've had a lot of rain. Yeah. And so that's why we're having this big mosquito boom. Right. But they're, mm -hmm. no, these people genetically engineer mosquitoes. Why? I don't know because they're Why? trying to get rid of the other ones. I don't know how it works, but you have to look this up. It's crazy. So they release a swarm of mosquitoes <sighs> and it's like a different type of mosquito and it's supposed to like help the environment. But I'm no, like, no, it doesn't. I hate mosquitoes. <laughs> have you looked back in history? Anytime you bring in a non-native species right. or you genetically modify a species, it becomes invasive. <laughs> they haven't seen Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyway, no, look it up. It's crazy. So yeah. I'm just, I'm very annoyed by mosquitoes. Rosie knows you're annoyed. She came over She's to get so loves. She's so sweet. She's like, Nicole's upset. I need loves. Get rid of the bugs. <laughs> oh. Go eat all the bugs, go, Rosie. Go eat all the mosquitoes. We don't need them. I don't know why we, we have them. They, they don't really help the environment. I know. What, what are they supposed to do? No, I don't know. Feed other bugs. I think that's what that is. Oh, yeah. Well, they have other bugs. Good riddance. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's my stitch. I'm Good. just, I, I hate mosquitoes. I hate bugs. Yeah. They're not They're, fun. My husband is allergic to mosquitoes. Like oh, he, no. I mean, it's very mild allergy, but he welts up big time. If yeah. he gets bit by anything, he gets a big uh. welt. And so those little ankle biters, his legs are just swollen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He just welts up so much from yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, my kids, my husband, he's had like, you can see visible scars of bug bites from like years. Just bugs love him. So it's annoying. <laughs> I hate mosquitoes. He's tasty. He is. <laughs> but see, I've got none. So I apparently I, I, I think it's because I eat so much spicy food. Yeah, some people are, are naturally. And do you know what else repels them? What? Like vanilla. What? Yeah, that's what I heard. Vanilla. Really? Yeah, I heard that on my mom rock station. Hey. Vanilla. They don't so like the scent of it. I'm just going to spray myself with vanilla. Right. Okay. Yeah. Vanilla well, and they spicy. They don't like me. Muy caliente. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I should make my kids eat spicy food. So we'll <laughs> there you go. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> we will keep you updated on that. <laughs> well, we have a super awesome, exciting Spooky. episode today. Spooky. I'm really excited for this episode. Yes. I try to gear it because it's you know, spooky, spooky season, season yeah. October. Ooh. Have you guys been following Nicole's little posts about the movies that she's watching? Please. Yeah. Check out. It's on stories, but I've saved it to our highlights mm -hmm. on Instagram, Facebook. I'm trying to catch up. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I'm trying to watch movies I haven't seen, though. Oh, and it's that's hard. tough for you. Yes. <laughs> so I, I have rewatched one now, at least. But, you know, there's mm -hmm. going to be a few I'm going to have to sneak in there. But this is fun. Yeah. I love this season. I know you do. Yeah. So should we get spooky? Yes. All right. Well, let's get stitching. Yay. Yay.
Okay, Stitchers. So for this week's Stitch, it's kind of an update from last week's yeah. Stitch. So last week I introduced the pumpkin Stitch from Mushy, M-U-S-H-Y-Y, two Y's. Yeah, M-U-S-H-Y-Y. On YouTube, she had this really cute pumpkin puff stitch that she did. And I was like, okay, well, what do you do with this? Because I don't like the way it starts. I don't like the way it finishes. Apparently, she heard me. (laughs) (laughs) And since then, or she's just smart, since then, she has posted a couple videos of things to do with the pumpkin stitch. Yeah. So she has this little bag that she makes, but she also has these freaking adorable coasters. I love it. That take no time to make. And so if you're looking for a nice, fun little fall gift to to make for people, like I'm making these for my kids' teachers, they take no time. You're so cool. And they're so cute. She she sent me pictures. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is really quick. I'm like, no, it's not. It's really quick. And they're super cute. And I'm like so proud of myself for making something very cute because I I don't think the stuff that I make is necessarily cute. That's not true. You're the queen of cute, Nicole. Because you do the Omni Gurumi and you have the cute little faces and they're always so awesome. But you're just a quick stitcher. I'm You're a quick really stitcher. good at it. <laughs> so anyway, these pumpkin coasters by Mushy, M-U-S-H-Y-Y. So check them out on her YouTube channel. But let me just tell you how they're done. They're really quick. So you can either start with a magic circle or you can chain four and then slip stitch that together and that becomes your ring. Nice. Either way you want to do it. I'm a chain four kind of a girl. And I'm a magic <laughs> ring. I know. I'm not very so good at magic rings. you didn't do magic ring with I these? did not do magic ring. It looks just like a magic I ring. I know. It's super small and good tight. Good job. Yeah. Okay. So you chain four and then you, um, after you slip stitch that together or do your magic ring, then you're going to chain three and then you're going to do 14 additional double crochets into the magic ring or into that chain four loop that you made okay so you're gonna have 15 because that chain three counts as a double crochet 15 got it into the ring okay okay then you're gonna slip stitch that together chain three again that becomes your next double crochet and then you're going to increase by two or increase each one of them. So you're going from 15 double crochets to 30. 30. Right? Got it. Math. Yes. Hashtag because <laughs> math. And then, so you're going to, you know, increase. So do two double crochets into each stitch. That's the increase all the way around. That's how you get from 15 to 30. <laughs> hey. You guys are smart. You know all of that. You I didn't need to reiterate it, but I love it. For my brain, I needed to say it. <laughs> okay. Then you're going to slip stitch together, chain three, and then you're going to do an additional double crochet into that same stitch mm-hmm. that you slip stitch together. And then you're going to do a single crochet into the next one. Then you're going to alternate two, oh. one, two, one, two, one, two, one, Singles. all the way around. Doubles. Oh, doubles. Okay. Two, one, two, one, two, one. Got right? it. Right. All the way around. Right. Okay. So that's increasing it just a little bit. That's increasing. So there's, it's going to be an increase and then a double crochet and in, a double right. crochet increase. Right. Double crochet. Right. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. You're going to wind up with 45. Got it. At that point. Okay. 45. Then you're going to slip stitch that together and then you're going to chain four. after the slip stitch chain five then you're going to skip four stitches and then single crochet chain five skip four single crochet chain five skip four single crochet got it so you have three chain five loops loops. right and then you're going to single crochet all the way back around oh okay slip stitch to that initial chain five 
and then tie it off. Nice. Right? Okay. Chain one, tie off. You guys know how to do that, right? Yes. So those big loops are going to be where you're doing your pumpkins. Very cool. Right? Right? It's yes. nice. So then you're going to pick your pumpkin color, whatever you want to start with. I'm doing three colors, mm -hmm. but think of whatever fall pumpkin-y colors you want. Nice. So then you're going to, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 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 new kids were my favorite. So I love I them too. Okay. So I forgot to mention that you're going to use a five and a half millimeter hook for oh. the coaster base. Okay. Then you're going to switch to a four millimeter. Smaller. She uses like a 3.7, oh. but I don't have a 3.75. Who has 3.7? 3.75. I don't know. So I'm just like, like precise. Four, four millimeter works. Okay. So then you're going to attach into that first uh, loop mm -hmm. and then you're going to chain four and then you're going to do six puff stitches. Got it. So the six puff stitches are you're going to yarn over, pull insert through. your hook, yeah. pull up a loop, yarn over, insert your hook, pull up a loop, yarn over four times, mm -hmm. yarn over, pull through all of them except for that last loop on your hook, yarn over, pull again. through the last two loops. Right? Got it. That's a puff stitch. Yes. You're going to do six puff nice. stitches it's a huge one right it's a big pumpkin yeah then you're going to chain four and then single crochet and then tie off oh okay or if you're going to continue on to the next one if in you the same, same color, color yeah. you're going to slip stitch into the next ring nice and chain then do the four do the f six puff stitches chain four slip stitch or tie off or whatever you're going to do there or nice. single crochet and tie off or single crochet and slip stitch into the next loop mm -hmm. chain four Six puff stitches, chain four, single crochet, tie off. Done. Yeah. Okay. So now you have your three pumpkins nice. on there. Okay. Then you're going to do the, what is that? The stem right. and the leaf kind of a thing. Uh -huh. So you're green. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever green and, you want. And then this is what makes the pumpkin puff, right? This is what makes it kind of puff oh, out. Pop, yeah. So you're going to attach your yarn in between the chain four and the first puff stitch. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to single crochet five together. Okay. So you're going to insert your hook and pull up a loop in between each of those six puff stitches. Okay. And mm -hmm. then you're going to yarn. You'll have six loops on your hook. You're going to yarn over and pull through all six loops. Pull it really tight so you can pop the pumpkin out nice. and make it round. Okay. And then you're going to chain four. And then you're going to do three double crochets into that chain, that first chain space. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to chain four. And then you're going to single crochet into the space between the last puff stitch and that last chain four. Okay. And then you're going to slip stitch into that next chain four between the chain four and the first puff stitch of the next pumpkin. Do it again. Yeah. Right. And then you're going to do it again. Oh my three gosh. Times. And then easy. you're going to tie off. That's it. Weave in all your ends. I love it. That's it. The weaving Super the ends simple. is like the hardest part. <laughs> well, here's a trick. So each time you tie off a pumpkin, carry those tabs over into the next pumpkin. Ah, and so you're putting like them underneath. It. That's smart. So you don't have to As many stitch tails. them in. Yeah. You, I, when I finish this, I have two tails that I have to sew that in. That's so it. so nice. Good job. Yeah. And it, I'm seriously, they take like yeah, no she, time. She said, They're she very said, fast. She just finished it in like 15 minutes. I was yeah. Like, Holy cow. Yeah, I just whipped one out real quick while I was waiting for Nicole to show up today. That's <laughs> I was like, blah, blah, blah. here we go. <laughs>
<laughs> I won't make a dirty joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my my mind goes. Anyway, I love you, Nicole. I love this. So this is awesome. They're and you can use cute. them for Halloween. You can use them for Thanksgiving or fall, whatever. Because yeah. they're so cute. They're very cute. And the the cute Nicole had a really cute idea of making like letters. And yeah. then you can turn it into a garland. A garland, yeah. And put like letters in the center like of the coaster. Yeah. And you can like happy Halloween yeah, and happy Thanksgiving happy and happy fall and hang them up. And, and you can string it. It looks so cute. That would yeah. be really, really They're very cute. cute. Yeah. And the pumpkins can either stand up and sit on the coaster yeah. or they can lay down I flat. However too. you want to do it. That's so cute. Yeah. That'd be great cute. for your like Thanksgiving table. Yes. It's like super cute. Yes. And you can make a big, big one and have it be like a <gasps> placemat. Yeah. Good idea. Like really thicker, thicker yarn. Yeah. Thicker yeah. yarn and make a big, big one. Because I mean, it's just you're just going in round. So you, you just make just it however it big you want. you want to. That's true. Yeah. I love that. And then you yeah. just do bigger puff stitches. Yeah. You can do bigger puff stitches. Like the ah, method is super simple. That's so cool. Have fun with it, people. Yeah. I love this. Mushy is awesome. Thank you for hey. answering my quandary and be like, what do I do with these pumpkins? <laughs> She's like, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. All right. So that's it for stitch time. So cool. Are we ready to dive into story time? I'm like so excited for story time. I'm excited because there's some stories that you're going to love. Oh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. story time. Hi, Stitchers. I mentioned this in a prior podcast episode, but I'm always confused. I don't know about you, Angela. Why cemeteries? <laughs> I'm always confused. <laughs> always. Why are you confused? No. Why cemeteries, to me, are such a spooky place and where people expect haunted things to jump out of them? Because, like, wouldn't you, as a ghost, want to haunt other places that are, like, you know... You don't want to be where you're body lies because right? you have no connection to that that no. place existed t- for you after death exactly unless like it's a family plot and Maybe. people had gone before you then you have you know a connection your family's to, there right but yeah. i think it's the living we associate them being there and right. it's just their their, that's physical, where their physical body is yeah but their spiritual yeah body is not no, there. it shouldn't be no. but you know what i read there's main theories on why cemeteries are typically haunted. And it just makes a little more sense now. Okay. Okay. Grave robberies. Oh. So, you know, you're. Disturbing. Yes. The peace. Exactly. Forgotten or unmarked burials. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes the actual burial wasn't done properly. So that all makes that a makes little sense. more sense to me. So it's not those peaceful cemeteries that are going to be haunted. Right. It's, right. It's the ones that are like, there's some history. Okay, so let's get into the most haunted cemeteries. The first one, we're going to visit a patron's home state. Hi, Kate. (gasps) Kate. Hi, Kate. Yeah, yeah. We're going to bring you what is considered a very creepy and unsettling graveyard. This is the Greenwood Cemetery in Decatur, Illinois. Have you been there, Kate? Yeah. We want to know. Tell us. Tell us. I got pictures for Angela. Oh, that's cool. There's a bunch that, of these. That looks really spooky. Like, well, spooky, sure, but it looks old mm-hmm. and it looks like it just looks really cool. Yes. <laughs> no really cool. other way to say it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of spooky, but it just it looks like um just just old and very like I don't know. I like it. It's okay. Cool. 
Well, Greenwood Cemetery became a known cemetery in 1857, but graves were in this area as early as the 1820s, and speculation was that it was most likely a Native American burial ground. But if that's true, the graves are long gone. And sadly, the cemetery was not really taken care of with the grounds overgrowing, and then the graves were robbed frequently. Oh, no. So there's your there's that theme that we're talking about. Yeah. Then the old mausoleum had to be torn down in 1967 because the original construction was terrible. Uh It it leaked. Oh, no. Yeah. Not cool. Uh So it fell into disrepair. But people also believe that strange screams emanated from inside the mausoleum and that there were lights that came from nowhere. So one didn't mind it being torn down. Mm -hmm. In 1957, families were notified about the closing of the structure and that they needed to move their loved ones. Over 100 bodies were never claimed. 100. So what did they do? Did they just build over them? Yeah, well, no. So these bodies were then buried in common graves located across the road from the mausoleum. Oh, so they're, okay. they got kind of moved. But to this day, paranormal investigators cite very strange activity to still happen in the area of the old mausoleum. So Ooh. it's a, I didn't put the picture in for you, but it's just this big blank like piece of grass. And oh, that area, that area gets a lot of haunted. Activity. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So not sure why. Mm. But it's not just the mausoleum area that's super haunted. Most say it's the Civil War Memorial area of the graveyard that's pretty spooky. Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. So apparently there was a prison train that came through Decatur carrying Confederate prisoners to camps. Many of them had yellow fever while on the train and died. So they ended up dumping their bodies into (gasps) an unmarked mass grave near that memorial spot. Now, the grave was created haphazardly and sadly believed that not all the bodies they threw into the grave were actually dead. <gasps> oh, no. So some of these that were just really sick, like couldn't speak up and. Boop. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> now, what's crazy is that only a few years later after the war, the Sangamon River, which is right next to the cemetery and mass grave of the Confederate bodies, flooded yeah oh no that (laughs) i'm thinking i'm thinking it right right oh yes that scene oh my gosh now as soon as that receded many of the confederate remains were washed away they did find some and they were reburied and marked as unknown u.s soldier Mm. now soon after that paranormal activity ramped up yep It makes sense. And people would hear the moans and cries of what sounded like deeply tormented souls in that same area. And unexplained lights were also seen. Man, the lights. The lights. They're everywhere. Visitors also claim to still see these soldiers wandering around, particularly a dazed man walking around in a tattered uniform. He looks very confused as to where he is. When someone reaches out to ask if he needs help, he vanishes. From oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, nope, I don't need help. From hauntedillinois.com, they posted, 
One man even says that he encountered one of the soldiers in person. He was walking through the cemetery one day when he saw a man standing among the tombstones. He gestured and the man went closer. He noticed that the fellow seemed to be wearing a tattered uniform of some sort and looked very confused. Can you help me? And the man in the uniform asked, where am I? The other man looked at him closely and saw the fear in his eyes. Then he got a chill down his spine as the man in the uniform spoke again. I just want to go home, he said softly. (laughs) And then he vanished. My heart is breaking. That's so sad. sad. Doesn't know where he is. I don't like that he's so confused and upset. Like, I want to go. For so long, I want to go ask him, like, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> Let me like Let do me some research some and find this out for you and right. then we can put you at peace. Right. Uh, but that means I, I Kate, have go then, find out what his name is. Yeah. Go ask him. I feel like his body is just probably like buried somewhere and he doesn't even know. He doesn't know. No. And nobody does. So <sighs> this poor guy's confused. Find so. out what his name is. Go ask him. Yeah. Let's find out. Okay. Then, as Angela kept mentioning, (laughs) you have the ghost lights. (laughs) Oh, ghost lights. These are towards the southern edge of the graveyard. It is rumored that these were spirits whose bodies were stuck in that terrible flood and were washed away. Mm. So it's just like a light that's representing their Their spirit. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And what's a spooky area without a troubled bride? Of course. Of course. There's, this is another common theme. Yes, we have the Greenwood Bride. The story goes that in the early 1930s, there was a couple who wanted to elope since their parents did not approve of them getting married. They decided to leave as soon as the guy dropped off his last order. Yeah, he was a bootlegger. Oh, this is not going to go well. No. She waited and waited, but he never came back. The very next day, she received some devastating news. Now, for me, I was not sure how she found this out because if someone did know that she knew this info, she'd probably be murdered as well. So I'm so confused. Like, how did you find that out? Anyway, supposedly, a rival bootlegger murdered her fiance, then dumped his corpse into the Sangamon River. They did eventually find his body and buried him in the Greenwood Cemetery. Now, the bride-to-be was so completely devastated that she threw herself into that same river and drowned. Her body was found and retrieved, and her parents decided to bury her wearing her wedding gown. Oh, that's... Okay, here's what I have to say about this. I think you're right. I don't think she drowned herself because she was so upset over her fiancé, like... Yeah. Being offed by the rival gang. The rival gang were like, okay, we got to off her too. Yeah. They did it. They, they drowned her. Yeah. Why would you kill yourself? <laughs> well, how would you find that out? And For then, love. Yeah. <laughs> how would they know that she found that out and then decided to drown herself? See? That's what I'm saying. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. I disagree heavily with her doing it out of love. She's so sad. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Don't be a bootlegger. There you go. Yep. So now visitors of the cemetery claim to see a young woman wearing a white wedding gown who is always weeping and searching for her long lost love. And supposedly that's her gravestone. So I believe that she is, you know, <laughs> well, she's dead. We know she's dead. And, um, you know, I think maybe the the rival gang killed her in her wedding dress and drowned her. And that's what I'm thinking. And they just buried her in that because that was her 
best dress, but I don't know. Or but I don't think she would have. Yeah, they found this, her body. This seems but like it's a story know? that just became very romanticized and exactly. turned into this crazy legend. Yeah, but um, man, it sucks to be her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know. She's got what a beautiful headstone, though. That's incredible. Seriously, if this is hers, it did say like on this. They found this on Facebook, but I don't know if this is hers or not. But it is. It's beautiful. Really whoever cool. it is. Yeah, it's really cool looking. Now, and not only the buried souls are restless, but those who visit the graves of the dead. So both staff and visitors have witnessed phantom mourners and funerals being what? carried out at Greenwood Cemetery. That's crazy. I've never heard of that happening never, before. right? Wow. So I'm going to show Angela the area where supposedly these phantom mourners have been seen. And I'm going to show it. I'll share it on social media. But someone took this picture. That's where there's some graves back along this yeah, hill. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a really pretty hillside. And that's yeah. a really nice setting. But wow. It would be creepy to see like a, a phantom, phantom funeral. Yeah, it'd like. <laughs> be really creepy in that setting. Right. Wow. Spooky. I like this graveyard. It's it's cool, like, right? It's got a lot of stuff to it. It's got some history. Yeah. yeah. Now, lastly, someone made a comment on a grave interest blog that I thought was interesting. So this is what they said. My friend's family is Native American and the stories that have been passed down in his family is that the Native Americans cursed the land of the cemetery that all the dead buried there should never rest and that they cursed Decatur too. Oh. That's, 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 what do you oh. think? That's spooky. That's, yeah. Spooky. That's spooky. But I'm see, not going to say fun, but that's no. like, yeah. That reminds me. It's funny because it reminds me of when we did the Mothman, remember? Uh-huh. And that same kind of situation where the Native Americans were just like slaughtered and um, betrayed. And they were like, you know, we're going to curse your land now. Yeah. So that would make a little bit sense. So there yeah. you go. Wow. So That's Kate, let us cool. know if you've gone there. Yeah, let us know if you've been there, Kate, yeah. and tell us any stories that you have or if you can co corroborate anything that uh, yeah. Nicole said. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah, me too. You can email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. Kate knows. She she talks to us probably the most <laughs> out of everybody. Yeah, we love you hearing message from you. Us. But yeah. 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 Or, you know, any of our Instagram or yeah. anything, message yeah. us. We message love us. hearing from you guys. Yeah. Okay, we got to go on to... The El Campo Santo Cemetery. Does that sound familiar? El Campo? You probably don't know the title. It's okay. Okay. We're going to go back to our neck of the wood. In fact, Angela and I visited this cemetery a couple years ago. We did. This oh, in San Diego. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She hits oh, me all the time. I know I do. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> so, it. I'm going to bruise no, her. I know she's excited. That's why I like it. Yeah. Ooh, so, yes. Yes. So the okay. El Campo Santo Cemetery in San Diego. This cemetery is cool, guys. Yeah. So I'm sure. Wow, that's crazy. That's what it was when it first started. That's insane. Okay, so this cemetery is in literally in the middle of old town san diego there's just buildings everywhere and the the actual cemetery is very tiny yeah i'm gonna talk about that yeah but i know you're gonna talk about this and i'm sure you're gonna talk about how buildings have built over the graves and they yep. just have like little markers letting you know hey this is where somebody somebody's remains <sighs> are this so isn't weird. where somebody else's remains are yep they're just little dots on the ground and we walked over them and <laughs> we had dinner probably <laughs> over them <laughs> probably Yes. So, 
Yeah, if you guys can recall this, we chatted about this, like Angela was saying, it's a really odd and unfortunate area for the cemetery. So it was established in 1849. The space was used for the cemetery until around 1880. But at that point, Old Town started to fall to the wayside because present day downtown San Diego was way more enticing to visit. Yeah, they had there was like a whole big war over that. I think we talked about it with the Whaley House because the Whaley House held records and they were kind of the center point for keeping Old Town San Diego, the head of San Diego. Yes. And instead of the new development in San Diego down by that water. Right. And yeah, because Old Town San Diego is not by the water. No, it's nowhere near it. Yeah. So yeah, it got interesting. Sad, right? yeah. yeah. That's a really cool history. To it learn. is. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, just like she said, Old Town became quickly abandoned. And even the brick chapel was destroyed by fire. And only two years after the last body was buried, a streetcar line was built right through the graveyard. So some tombstones were just moved, but not the actual bodies. Yeah. They didn't move the bodies. Guys never saw poltergeist, apparently. I know. (laughs) The bodies are still there. There's a sidewalk over them. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So later, petitions were repeatedly submitted to acknowledge the bodies underneath the street and sidewalk. So what did they do? Like Angela said, they just painted white crosses where the bodies were. Although there are 477 original graves still visible, apparently that is only a fraction of what it used to be. In 1993, a ground-penetrating radar was used on the street in front of El Campo Santo, where they discovered at least 20 graves still under the road. And then in 1994, they placed a plaque to honor those still without a proper grave site. And then another 13 graves, most who belong to children, were located under the pavement on Linwood Street. So you remember this? Yeah, I put a picture in here of the the graveyards because that's where we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that? It's, It's tiny. It's so tiny. It's so tiny. It's sad. And um, I, I, I feel like both of the haunted um, tours that we went on led us there. I mean, we spent a lot of time at that cemetery mm-hmm. and we definitely walked around and read the stories. They have stories posted on everybody's graves and some graves are, you know, um, walled off because um, of grave robbery was mm-hmm. was happening a lot. And so they would put like um, lots of fencing around it right? or or just animals coming and unearthing the. So that's another that's reason right. why they had the, the fencing. Because it's just so open, graves. like mm-hmm. this is right off the street, you know. Well, since then, residents and business owners that surround the cemetery have experienced some pretty spooky things. We Mo- heard some stories yes. at one of the places. Like we were at a bar having yeah. a margarita. And the bartender was just telling, telling us stories. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, mostly a lot of the electrical outages that occur with lights and appliances that go off and frequ- go on and off frequently mm-hmm. is due to that spiritual activity. Yeah. When cars park over the graves on the street, sometimes the car alarms will go off without anyone or anything near the car. And sometimes even the car won't start. Oh, no. I'm glad we didn't drive there. Yeah. (laughs) We Ubered. Yeah. And our Ubers found us, thankfully. Yes. Now, one spirit who people claim to see is legendary Yankee Jim Robinson. Yay, Yankee Jim. Angela talked about him extensively. Yes. In the Whaley House episode. So go listen to it. And we stood where he was hanged. That's right. Oh, spooky. Now, the rumor about his burial, I don't know if we covered this, but 
uh, because his coffin was too short, they had to break his legs to fit his body into it. Yeah, that's right. I don't remember if we talked about that. Yeah, that, that, that like is a detail that stuck, stood out to yeah. me. Yeah, And I know I remember one other detail that I didn't mention before. Ooh, yeah. It was a rowboat that that's he right. stole. That's right. It was a rowboat. Row <laughs> it wasn't in any other kind of boat. It was a rowboat. Nothing and, fancy. Right. And so it was a lot of controversy so over silly. why he was because it was a very quick trial. They were just like, let's yeah. hang him. Um, so, yeah, messed up. It was so the size of the boat really mattered. <laughs> the size of the boat matters. <laughs> so for a rowboat that and uh, it should have he should have just paid for. I think it was I think it just should have been a fine for the amount of the of the boat because right. it was a small boat. Yeah. It was not a hangable offense. But they Distilled hung him it. because they said that, oh, no, this is the boat that he was using to get to the boat that he was stealing. That's right. <sighs> That's so stupid. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, I'd be angry, too, after life. Yeah. yeah. He's so angry, he tugged on your skirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey. Yeah. So because of his stature of a six foot three person, as we were talking yeah. about, he's a very noticeable spirit. Then... There have been reports of a woman seen outside the cemetery wearing a low-cut top, long skirt, and bandana. Did we ever mention that one? Or no, I don't think we did. So she's always right at the gates of the cemetery, and locals believe she was a prostitute who refused burial inside that cemetery. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So she's just hanging out. She's like, she just hangs out. I don't like it. She's like, I don't want to be buried yeah. here. <laughs> oh. Don't you put me here. Now, the other popular spirit is that of a Native American or Hispanic man in 19th century clothing, and he is seen floating above the ground in the cemetery. Yeah, I remember reading his uh, gravestone. There were a few, a few. Native, Native Americans yeah. in there. But yeah, so I, um, oh, I can't remember. It was like over a year ago. I can't remember everybody's names. Two years names. ago. Two, two and a half years ago? Oh, my gosh. Uh, was it really? I think so. Oh, no. <laughs> Was it? I don't even remember. See, that's how bad my memory is. <laughs> Mom brain. Now, in 1996, local businesses and residents have supposedly pulled their money in hopes to have the surrounding area exercised. Now, my question was, why did they have to pay a priest to exercise a place? Wouldn't you like, as a priest, do that for free? Maybe you have to make a donation to oh, the church. Okay, maybe. But still, that's pretty... Pretty weird. Anyway, yeah. no. So some say because of this, the spiritual activity has declined since then. But I don't know. Since 96? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you sense anything when we were there? I mean, you got tugged. I so got yes. tugged. Yeah. That was weird. That was like in front of the Whaley House. Yes. But that's, that's the Whaley the, House is right next door to the, the cemetery. Yeah. 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 So just, who knows? just putting that out there. Same, same area, same street. So maybe there's still, I feel like there's still stuff there, but yeah, just not as probably as heavy as it was before. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many people there. And when we were there, there were so many people there that were trying to get that experience because yeah. the, the graveyard was full of people. It was. There was and tours was like when we were there. <laughs> there were like two or three tours happening. Right. We were on a tour there too. Yeah. We, we went there by ourselves, but then we were also there as part of a tour. Right. And, but while we were in part of a tour, there were at least two or three other tours happening. Other groups. Yeah. And then there were other groups of people that were just there trying to feel some supernatural connection. Mm -hmm. And then some people that were just drunk and yes. goofing around. <laughs> Which is normal for yeah. there. So, I mean, you know. there's a lot of just activity happening. So right. I think if there's paranormal activity, it might be masked by all of the oh, other totally. activity that's there's happening. Because so it's just on. so much. Yeah. Yeah. 
So who knows? I mean, I, I feel like the paranormal activity tends to happen when things are a little bit more quieter. Right. And then all that energy it. can focus. Yeah. yeah. But so, I don't, who knows? Couldn't feel anything when we were there. I mean, you did. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but that was like even after the tour and everything. And yeah. it was a little quieter because we were walking down the street. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was quieter at that point. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> well, anyway, there you go. Go, ch- go check it out if you can. We move on to a very popular place because I've talked about this area many times, the St. Louis Cemetery in New Orleans. Yay! <laughs> and this is the number one. I'll talk about that. So New Orleans cemeteries are fun because they're, it's below sea level. You guys probably all are already know this. The whole city is below sea level, so you can't dig. Everybody's buried above That's ground. right. And so that the cemeteries are very interesting because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And anytime it floods, a lot of those graves can get washed away. And so it's like that. Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. So it makes sense when I've reported right on the St. Louis Cathedral (laughs) being extremely haunted that the cemetery with the same name is going to be flooded with paranormal activity. Right. Yes. How many singing priests are there? (laughs) (laughs) Not as many as that church. But well, so this cemetery is pretty old, right? It was established by Spanish royal decree on August 14th, 1789. Oh, Today, man. it holds over 700 tombs and over 100,000 corpses and still counting because it's still an active grave site. Wow. That is so many. So many. And oh. this is number one. There's three separate cemeteries now. Wow. it, And I'm telling you, New Orleans cemeteries are crazy because it's just, they're mounds. Like everything, <laughs> everything's, everything's above ground. Built above ground. And it's so you're crazy. walking through these like very narrow yes, it's aisles. Maze. It's not yeah. open no. like you think of a normal cemetery where right. it's just like big open fields. And it feels airy and it feels like it's, it feels less oppressive. These New Orleans cemeteries where everybody's above ground and I you're going so through these tight, tiny little yeah. narrow channels, Ugh. I would feel so oppressed by all of Seriously. that. Seriously. That's a lot. That's just too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, when the cemetery opened, those who had money and meant something to the city were placed in those above ground tombs that Angela's talking about and they were well taken care of. But... The rest of the city folk that didn't have money were buried there. I don't know if it was buried or put in big thing, but they were in, in a big unmarked graves on the grounds. And sadly, they were stacked upon each other like pancakes over the decades. Yeah. So because these poor souls were treated this way in death, people believe the souls are still at unrest and haunt the original cemetery. I would. Yeah. You throw me in this big, you know. I'd be like, I need my space, man. Get off me. I don't like people in life. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it is said that there are many nameless Civil War soldier spirits that roam the St. Louis Cemetery Number 1, along with spirit cats and dogs. Oh, yep. But there are some known individuals who appear to visitors. Now, the most frequently seen apparition is that of Marie Laveau. <gasps> Marie Laveau. The voodoo queen. Yes. Yeah. And I talked to her a little bit about her in that haunted church episode at St. Louis. Uh-huh. But she is a well-known figure in New Orleans, obviously. And people flocked to her in the early 1800s for fortune-telling, herbal remedies, and assisted with problems by practicing her own rituals and spells. She was also known to talk to all levels of society. So she wasn't, you know, she was well-liked by everybody. Mm -hmm. Her spirit 
has not left the culturally rich city, and she has been spotted in many different areas from her old house on Anne Street to near the St. Louis Cathedral. You know it's her by her red and white turban over her hair and the bright colored clothes she was famous for. She'll be seen but vanishes as soon as you spot her. But she is also seen walking through the tombs of St. Louis Cemetery Number 1, and if you disrespect her or disregard her beliefs and religion, people have claimed to have been scratched, pinched, or shoved to the ground. Woohoo! Yeah, don't disrespect don't disrespect, disrespect Madame Laveau. Yeah, seriously, seriously. But as a legend that was circulating around her tomb was, if you wrote three X's on it and asked a favor or made a wish. Laveau would grant it, but you were required to return and place a gift on her tomb. But due to so much vandalism to that point where someone painted her entire tomb Pepto-Bismol pink twice, the Archdiocese of uh, New Orleans shut down the cemetery to the public in March of 2015. So only currently only licensed tours may enter now. Why would you paint her tomb Pepto-Bismol pink? I don't know, because she was bright in life. I don't know. Now, Mm. on these tours, people are still claiming to see and feel Laveau near her tomb. People will claim to be touched or even fall unexplainably ill. And some hear voices emanating from inside the tomb, which happens very frequently. So, Ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's the wall of her tomb. See all the X's? Oh, wow. Yeah, there's like... Mil- a million. And this is only There's the so one many. side. I, I saw yeah. a picture. It was like everywhere on her tomb. So don't don't vandalize her tomb, people. It's messed yeah. up. You can't ask for up. things. She's no. trying to be nice to you, and you guys are just like disrespecting her. Seriously. Dude, don't do it. Well, we then have another specific ghost who supposedly has been caught on camera. Oh, I yeah. love that. I scoured the web for something, but I couldn't find ah. it. Womp womp. But if you see it, let us know. Now, I'm talking about Henry Vignier, who was a sailor in the 1800s. He would travel constantly, but his home base was New Orleans. When he traveled, though, he would worry constantly about his important papers and his place of boarding. So (laughs) some were particularly for his family tombs in the St. Louis Cemetery. One day before he was to set sail again, he asked his landlady to watch over these important papers until he returned. She reassured him. They were in good hands Uh, and that uh, he had nothing to worry about. But then while sailing, the crooked landlady went off and sold Henry's family tomb. Uh, He did return. And when he found out what she did, he was seriously pissed. But sadly, there was nothing he could do. uh, So he then fell ill as soon as he returned and he died. Since his tomb was already sold and he didn't have any money to buy another, he was buried in an unmarked grave in the pauper section of the St. Louis Cemetery Number 1. Oh, no. Yeah, but as I mentioned, his spirit is a very popular one and very recognizable as he is described as very tall with blue eyes. People often mistake him for a living person. Oh, wow. As visitors have spoken with him. (gasps) Oh. Yeah, he will approach visitors and ask them if they know where the Vignet tomb is located since he had trouble finding it. Even creepier, Henry has been known to show himself at funerals. I'm not sure if I believe this part, <laughs> but it is said he will ask the grieving if there is any more room in the tomb for him. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 
<laughs> Please don't approach me, Henry. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. Poor guy. I love that. I I love that. I don't know why I love that, but I love that. <laughs> now, That's cool. Besides being caught on camera, someone captured an EVP of a male's voice stating, I need to rest. <gasps> and they believe that was Henry, Henry. Vignier. Wow. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't, I wish I could man. hear it, but yeah, this poor guy. Then we have Alphonse, Alphonse, another commonly seen spirit as he is known to take a visitor's hand in his as he pulls them to a stop. He then kindly asks with a smile for them to bring him home. Uh-oh. No one knows exactly where he, what he's talking about. Is it the visitor's home or his own home? But bring him home. <laughs> Yep. Sorry, I love it. But people know it's Alphonse's spirit because he has been seen taking flowers from other graves and placing them on his own tomb. Oh, it's like, I need love. Oh, my gosh. The theory circulating is that Alphonse may have been either murdered or betrayed by someone in the Pinade family because if you spot him near that fa their family tomb, he warns visitors to stay away. Whoa. Yeah, that's the theory. Now then we've got a fun story from the 1930s when a taxi driver pulled over at the gates of the cemetery to find a young woman wearing a white dress because she held him over. She gave him a home address and once they arrived, she asked the driver to knock on the door and ask for the man of the house to come out. He obliged and when the man came to the door, he explained why he was there. The man sighed. And explain that that was his wife. And oh, she died years ago and was buried at St. Louis number one in her wedding dress. Uh, she had made it a habit to return home every so often. The shock uh, driver ran back to his cab, opened the back door and found her to have disappeared. Thus, taxis have stopped driving by the cemetery. Oh, that poor man. <laughs> He's like... like Again, oh, that's my wife. She died. She's very funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like she just wants to say hi, but, you know, bother all the taxis. So, oh, and then finally we have Jimmy, a stout, toothless and apparently stinky ghost. Oh, no. Yep. Who asks visitors to place flowers on his dead wife's grave oh, before vanishing. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. And then lastly, there is a chess champion whose name is Paul Morphy. He's been spotted at his tomb, staring intently at a ghostly chessboard. There reminds oh, me of wow. like the Haunted Mansion. You know, it's when you're like. very Haunted Mansion. <laughs> this is like a crazy cast of characters. Seriously. That are at the. This like, is a cool. Yeah. Like, okay, as scary as New Orleans um, grave sites are or right. cemeteries are, like, this one seems like it's a lot of fun. fun I mean, there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of stuff happening. It's, it's a lot of characters. It's not, like, like mischievous. No. It seems like it's, they're all just kind of, like, Hi. giving you a little slice of life yeah. and, and giving you a, an interesting, cool experience and mm -hmm. one that makes the hairs on the back of your head stand up. But it's not, like, gruesome or gory or anything. No. It's just... It's, it's, it does feel like the haunted mansion. Seriously, right? Yeah. Like you could see somebody like the with Henry is like he's almost visible, right? Or yeah. Alphonse or Alphonse. Alphonse, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's so, very cool. There you go. St. Louis Cemetery. I like that one. Our last one, this is a trip, Angela. You're going to love this. Okay. Okay. 
So you know there's a serious spook factor to a location if Ed and Lorraine Warren have uh, visited it yes. and even wrote a book about it. <gasps> yeah. oh. So we go across the country now to Easton, Connecticut, where supposedly one of the most haunted cemeteries is located, the Union Cemetery. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Now, we know that the first graves in Union date back to about 1761 Ooh, as Ebenezer okay. Hubble was interred there that year in the oldest section of the cemetery. That's old. Yeah. The cemetery today is roughly 5.2 acres large and sadly being so old, there are not many funds for the upkeep of the cemetery as well as the lack of accurate record keeping because oh. the last known survey and plotting of grave sites occurred in 1972. Oh my gosh. This is That's older than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's somebody's map and of the numbers of the graves, but again, it's not exactly accurate oh, now. No. And in 2012, 51 grave sites were desecrated. <gasps> yes. No. Tombstones were toppled and pried from their anchorages. Some were snapped in two, some broken in multiple pieces. The total damages estimated to $50,000. Why? Because people are terrible. Uh. And then in 2019, another punker punks came into Union and vandalized another 40 graves and headstones. Why, people? Yeah, that's, that's what I wrote. so mean. Why? Why would you do that? Let people rest. It's yeah. not funny. So there's one of the graves that are still down. Like, oh, they're still raising money right now to so help fix the graves and everything. Yeah. But back to the paranormal activity. There are supposedly many entities haunting the cemetery from soldiers on horseback to harmless giggling children. But as I mentioned, the Warrens heard so much about the Union Cemetery that they themselves investigated it. They heard of the many reports of the infamous White Lady, a spirit who would materialize in front of visitors wearing a white dress with long black hair. She is seen either floating through the graveyard but other times sitting on top of a headstone looking forlorn. She has been seen also wandering the roadway of Route 59 or 111, and there are actually many reports of vehicles passing right through her. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So when the Warrens investigated the cemetery, Ed Warren claimed to have captured her essence on film. <gasps> but Lorraine Warren told NBC Connecticut in 2008 that the video evidence is so valuable that they keep it locked away in their occult museum in Monroe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why wouldn't they show it? I don't know. But the Warrens wrote a book dedicated to the Union Cemetery called Graveyard. Ed claims, though, he caught the white lady on camera on September 1st of 1990 at 2.40 a.m., the seventh night of filming. He recounted seeing a woman in her 30s with dark hair and wearing a nightgown. Lorraine Warren was interviewed by the Daily Voice in 2011, and when asked about the Union Cemetery, she replied, I can tell you that I know for a fact that this place is haunted. It's one of the most haunted places around. Ooh, very cool. Oh, that's them at the cemetery? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So the most astounding story that gives me goosebumps occurred in 1993. Glenn Pennell. An off-duty firefighter at the time received a call to help investigate a transformer explosion in Monroe, Connecticut. 
He wanted to help divert traffic from the scene, so he hopped into his Ford F-150 truck and drove over. He had a police officer in his passenger seat and apparently a woman, which I don't know who it was, they just said a woman, was tailgating him. So Pennell recalled that, that, that night the sky turned pink and the explosion emitted large amounts of electricity to the point that the hair on his arms began to stand up as he neared the incident. Ooh. Then all of a sudden, the officer in the passenger seat cried, watch out. Pennell was caught by surprise to see a woman standing in the middle of the road with long brown black hair and wearing a white Victorian nightgown. He slammed on his brakes, but it was too late. He stated, when I hit her, it was like hitting a brick wall. The whole back end of my truck went straight up into the air. The policeman got thrown into the dashboard and the woman came over the hood of my truck and then fell straight back to the ground. <gasps> the woman driving behind him jumped out of her car and yelled, oh my God, I can't believe you hit that woman. But when the three of them searched the crash site to check on the state of the woman that was slammed by Pennell's truck, she was nowhere to be seen. Dude. Pennell recalled, there was no blood. There was no clothing. There was nobody. There was nothing. They even called the three hospitals in the area as well as the police department, but there were no reports of hit and runs. Pennell recounted the story to Ed Warren as well. And Ed's theory was that because of the static electricity buildup from the Transformers, the spirit of the lady was able to turn into a solid form. And soon after the incident, Pennell recalled feeling overwhelmed with confusion and sorrow. He said he felt really sad, but didn't know exactly why. That's crazy. He so has was, a dent in his truck. That's what, that's what I was going to ask. Like, was his truck dented? Yes. His truck was dented. His truck was dented. There was obviously he looked. It looked like he hit somebody. And so, and it was a, like a police officer. They police would officer go. Was, uh, they yes. would know how to look and search. And exactly. Fine. And there definitely would have been blood if it was a person. Especially how hard he hit her. And the woman behind him saw the woman too, because she was like, "You hit that woman." Yes. <gasps> what? So there's multiple eyewitnesses of him hitting a woman that was nowhere to be found. Wow, Nicole. Isn't that cool? That's cool. Oh, oh, that is crazy. And the transformer exploding. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of energy. So a I can imagine that she would be able to take a solid form. Oh, that's crazy. So we need to experiment with that now. No, I don't want to hit like <laughs> no, no, not a hit person. Them, but like if if energy can do that, like if we can if we can use that and utilize it. You know how many like ghosts can come back to life? Like, the, the, I don't know. It's Do like ghost bump, ghostbusters. Ghost, <laughs> ghostbusters. Yeah. Do anyway, yeah. I don't know if I want to bring a bunch of. No, I don't. I don't really. Now, in 1990, Ed Warren was only interview. Um, Ed Warren not only interviewed Pennell, but another resident named Ron Rod Vexy, who had strange experiences at Union Cemetery. When he was driving by one night, Vexy claimed to see a man in 1940s clothing appear in his back seat. Oh, yeah. no. Another night, as he was driving by the cemetery, a lady in a white gown was standing in the road about 35 yards in front of his car. She held her hand up to, for him to stop, and when he did... The lady jumped forward and a wisp of wind went right by his ear. 
No. Then Bexie immediately was overcome with deep sorrow. He said, when I got home, I was crying to my wife. I felt so bad for this woman, like a sympathetic, sorrowful feeling. Oh. She's got some residual sorrow. That's She's just... got a lot of power. Yes. Wow. The white lady's identity remains a mystery, but there are many theories. From a Yankee magazine article, they theorize that it's the spirit of Ellen Smathers. Her husband was murdered by Richard Dean Jason, a jealous man infatuated with Ellen. He tried to hide Richard's body in a sinkhole near the graveyard. Then there is the theory that the white lady is actually Ethel Hutchinson Knott, whom in the 1920s plotted her husband's murder. Oh, that's very Very different. (laughs) There's so many different theories. Now, the next theory is that she's either Harriet Seeley Bryan or Harriet R. Seeley, both whom died around the mid-1800s. Now, according to an article written by Elizabeth Boyce in the Easton Courier, Harriet R. Seeley passed away as soon as she gave birth to a baby boy who tragically didn't last long either. Oh, that's so sad. So childbirth situation. Then there is Ed Warren's theory. He believed that the white lady is of a woman who was murdered and now trying to find someone to tell her story. He stated, A lot of times when someone is murdered violently and quickly and the murderer is not found, a lot of times the earthbound spirit will linger, trying to tell people and wanting the world to know what happened to them. They want to stay here and tell what happened to them because they're still confused. That makes a lot of sense. That makes me think of the, the I don't remember what her name is, but the one, uh, I think she was a Filipino woman that was oh, murdered over that yeah. like, cash and she yes. possessed the That's other woman right. to tell her to story. Tell her story, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of like energy that mm-hmm. can transfer that just stays with that because it's unresolved. It's very strong, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Spooky. Yeah. Now, the other notable paranormal activity that happens in the Union Cemetery is known as red eyes. Uh-oh. It's a mothman. Yeah. Lots of mothmen. Lots of little puppies. No. It's the puppies. <laughs> Many people claim to feel as if they are being watched. And when they turn around, they spot a pair of red eyes staring at them from under a brush or right behind a grave. Some reported to even feel hot breath across their neck it's mothman yeah (laughs) one person reported to walk by the cemetery at night only to see a pair of red eyes staring at him from the brush the guy turned and ran but he could hear footsteps (laughs) no no i don't want that one i don't want that one cosmic society's donna kent believes red eyes is really the ghost of earl kellogg who in 1935 was set on fire across the street and burned to death dude yeah. No. no oh, that's guy. horrible. But another theory from a group of boys that were trying to capture EVP think it was a man that was killed by a drunk driver. They got a name and a number of apparently choice expli- expletives <laughs> recorded in a cemetery one night. Oh. Yeah. Now, if you ever choose to visit, note that the cemetery is closed at sunset. So after hours is considered trespassing. But I'm going to show Angela some photos that oh, were taken. Oh, I love photos. Yeah, they're from a YouTube page po- and I'll post it on the, our website. But they believe they captured some strange things in their photos. So I took some screenshots. Okay. So there's, okay. there's red eyes right there. Red, yeah. Yep. Okay. That's crazy. Oh, what is that? It's like an orb. It's a shiny, like very bright orb. It's very bright. So this is a normal photo that they would take. There's a ton Uh of these. Yeah. 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 Normal photo. Look at this. 
Whoa, lots of orbs, guys. There's so many. So many. Wow. So that's it. But that's yeah. cool. I love it. I Union love Haunted Cemetery. Dude, that I never heard of that story about the the physical. That's the, crazy. The yeah. And that was a firefighter and a policeman. Yeah. That's crazy, Nicole. Yeah. And an F-150, those are like they're huge. Sturdy trucks. Yeah. Sturdy but trucks. Made his truck go all the way it up. It made the, the back end yeah. fly up. The front end was dented. Mm-hmm. No sign of hitting anybody or anything. And it was no like animal, in the middle of the no road. Blood. Nothing. Nothing. And they even, like, like if the they would have hit him. like a real person, that person would have been dead. Dead and there. Stuck <laughs> on his truck, probably. Yeah. And the person behind him saw the girl. That's so, so crazy, Nicole. That's creepy? so crazy. And the Warrens wrote a book about it. Oh, so good. So haunted cemeteries. Cemeteries are awesome. Okay. I have a really quick cemetery story of yeah? my own that okay. I want to tell you guys. When I was in high school, okay. um, I, you know, I grew up in Texas. Boop, boop, boop. And we were in this wonderful little town called Kerrville. And okay. They have this like folk music festival in Kerrville, which is Fun. really awesome. Okay. But um, Kerrville is an old town. They still have like an old time soda fountain that you Aww. can get, you know, and they jerk the soda I and all that it. stuff. I love it. It's awesome. Full of antiques, really cute, old Texas town okay okay and we were staying at a dude ranch a dude ranch and this dude ranch had a very old cemetery next to it yeah from the 1800s wow really old cemetery okay and so a bunch of high school kids and the the people that are running the dude ranch very purposefully told us you know there's a cemetery about a half a mile up here and, you know, because they knew we were going to want to find it. Yes, right? of course. So they told us about it. And then after, you know, everybody went to bed and I'm using air quotes because <laughs> it's a high school trip. We're on a dude ranch in the middle of like nowhere in Texas. No one's going to go to bed. No one's going to go to bed. They come and do a head count and they're like, OK, everybody's here. It's 11 o'clock. Everybody's here. The adults are like, we're going to go to bed. You guys just don't leave the property is basically <laughs> what it was. We had really nowhere to go, but, yeah. you know, we gathered together, me and my friends, and we're like, okay, let's go find the cemetery, yes. <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. We're like, we're going to go to the cemetery, and we're going to lay down on the graves, and we're going to see what happens. So we do. We go, and we find the cemetery, and it's up on this hill, and it's very, like, peaceful, and it's, like, exactly what you would think of, like, an old-time cemetery. The The gravestones are all kind of crumbly and Ooh. a little dilapidated. There's okay. old kind of dead trees. You know, it's very spooky, and it's uh-huh. on a hill. So we get up there, and then we all, like, lay down. Oh, gosh. And we're, like, <laughs> kind of laying down on each other because, like, we're, like, oh, this, you know, we don't want to we want to make sure that we have human contact because yes, yeah. it's scary it's, it's spooky, spooky yeah. and so we're sitting there and we're all like laying there and then we hear these like noises happen like right next to us oh gosh and it kind of sounds like <laughs> kind of sounds like that uh no it sounds like there's like something rustling in the in the brush next to us and and we're like Ooh. holy crap what is that what is that what's that and we're getting scared and we're like ah, ah, and everybody's like squealing a little bit and jumping and we're like be quiet be quiet shh, shh, shh. maybe something's gonna happen of course and we're like ah, ah getting all freaked out and uh. then all of a sudden one of my friends goes tawny who was my very best friend at the time and she just starts laughing she w- had a box of triscuits with her and she was throwing the triscuits in the <laughs> brush and that's what was like <laughs> making noise we were oh, so so scared and freaked out we're like 
no, Tawny. And then we start laughing. And then like, you know, the whole cemetery thing lost its mystique because at that point we were just a bunch of giggly teenagers. Yeah, I was going to say. And, you know, it was well past midnight. So we decided to walk back home. But dang um, it. Yeah, that was my little spooky oh, cemetery story. Fun. But yeah, it was fun. I've never had any um, spooky experiences in a cemetery. Every time either. I've been, it's always been very peaceful and yeah. calm. Yeah. So, but um, it's, these stories are cool. I really like the New Orleans stories. That's mm-hmm. so cool. If you guys have any stories to share with us, we want to hear them. Have yep. you had spooky experiences in cemeteries? Let us know. You can email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. You can also jump over to any of our socials and connect with us there, mainly Instagram, Facebook. We have a TikTok, which, you know. <laughs> well, I'm trying. Yeah. We're still we still video we each know. other Yeah. We, <laughs> it's the two of us running this, which <laughs> brings me to my next point. If you go to podbean.com, that is where we host our wonderful little podcast. You can see all of our show notes and from this episode and from any other previous episodes. There's also a little button you can click on to become a patron. Ooh-ooh. Our patrons are what help us run this podcast. It is the two of us, and we want to keep doing this for you guys and we want to keep enhancing it and making it better but we're gonna yeah. need help to we do that help, <laughs> so become a patron today we love our patrons we send you stuff we give you patron exclusive um stuff gifts, gifts. we send you gifts we, we make things all the time you. and we also have patron episodes which we are going to put more out but we again promise. it's the two of us so you know take some time it, it takes time to get there but we we do have some stuff in the pipeline we're we're getting ready to send your way so Woo-hoo. be be looking out for that patrons it's coming soon um wow that was such a good episode that's fun huh we have one more thing to do one more. we hit some movie time This week's movie review, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, released 2019, IMDb rating of 6.2 stars. Synopsis, on Halloween 1968, Stella and her two friends meet a mysterious drifter, Ramon, and uncover a sinister notebook of stories. It's a very, very simple synopsis. (laughs) It is a simple synopsis, yeah. Um, I liked it. Did you ever read this book? No, I didn't read the book. This book it's a book. A, it's, I, it's I bet the book, book is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the stories. That's yeah. the fun part about yeah. it. It's, it's, but they made it story. into like, they combine it into an actual story about the stories, which is so cool. I like, I like this movie. Yeah. This feels like a, it's a very, this is like perfect timing for it. It is a very Halloween movie. I would say it's yes. good if you have like teenagers older teenagers yeah older yeah. teenagers to watch this um because i mean they are teenagers yes. but it's a really good introduction into the whole thing of scary stories you're, uh-huh. you know they're telling scary stories and weird things happen to these people and they disappear and and um you get to see how that happens and how they resolve everything mm-hmm. i like it it was very nostalgic feeling yes. for me yeah it was good the monsters did you know this was produced by guillermo del toro 
<gasps> the so, Huggy monsters looked like Guillermo del Toro. Exactly. These very monsters much were so. freaky, right? The, 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 the Huggy the, ones. The one, the one. The, the, <laughs> I call the, them the Huggy ones. The, the Red Room ones. The Red Room. Yes. Oh, that was so creepy. Those look right? like him. And then his, um, the Ramones ghost, the monster. Oh, yeah. That one's creepy, He's too. spooky. Yeah. He just detaches himself. and Yeah. Oh, that one was creepy. Yeah. So I just thought how cool it looked because it could have been really cheesy. They could have made this. It absolutely could have been cheesy. It's to me, it's like goosebumps, but older. Yes, exactly. That's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah. But it's told well. And and the actress, like I was thinking about it when I was watching her. She (laughs) she cries on command so well. Yeah. you feel her emotional pain. Yeah. I was like, she's really good at that. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. The 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 police guy was kind of. Oh, he was horrible, but yeah. he's supposed to be horrible. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be horrible. Who, he was, he's he's familiar. Yes. I know I've seen him in lots him of things. Now. Yeah, we're gonna IMDb him because I was like, who is this guy? I've seen him, Chief Turner. Yeah, so Gil Bellows. He's been in things. He's what been are, in many things. I feel like TV is what yeah. I know him from. Yeah, something TV, right? Allie McBeal? Yes! Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal. He's from Allie McBeal. That's right. He was the 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 butt sniffer guy, but he was <laughs> You know what I mean? He was he was uh, Ali McBeal's ex um, boyfriend from way back when, and yes. he was married to yes. Georgia. Yes, Ali McBeal. Ali McBeal, guys. Oh, he yep. was so yeah. terrible he was in, in so this. many episodes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I we know. We nailed him. it. We nailed it. Good Woo-hoo! job. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, he was horrible in this movie. I mean, he was good, he but was he good. was a terrible person. He was person. supposed to be a terrible person. Yeah. But yeah, the kids, I thought they were great. It kind of reminded me, uh, it gave me Stranger Thing vibes of how the, yeah. the kids were. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They did great. Very much so. Yeah. It was but fun. It was good. It was fun and creepy. Yeah. Very creepy. So I was, this was a great Halloween movie. Yay. It's a great adult version of Goosebumps yes. or a more grown-up version of Goosebumps. I yes. think it would be great for teenagers for like a movie night with teenagers. Totally. Yeah. That's I might even watch it with my kids. Really? Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was wondering if you'd do that with them. Yeah. I think they could handle this one. I think it would be a good scary one. I'll okay. ask I'll ask my husband. And see. <laughs> because um, it, I think it's it's just right in that vein, right yeah. in the alley. It's good. It's I good. liked it. I'm going to give it more than six stitches. I'll, I'll give it yeah. probably about seven or eight. Hey! Hey. We'll go seven and a half on seven that and a half? one. I'll yeah. go seven and a half too. Yeah. I yeah. liked it a lot. It was lot. fun. Mm-hmm. There, there were some moments that I was like, oh, no, it's okay. But yeah, overall, it was really fun. Really just visually good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go check it out. Go watch it. Yay. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Let us know if you've read them because I remember reading these stories. Oh, I want to read it now. Yeah, you should. Yeah. And even like the, um, the, illustrations are spooky <laughs> yeah. yeah I wonder if we have this book because we did buy a bunch of I'm wondering if we have it Go look for them <gasps> they're I'll quick reads. Look. I'll have to ask they're very quick I'll have to ask my eldest because she was really into spooky books oh. and so we bought a bunch for her okay we might have it I'll have to find it go check for it okay hey. all right guys well we've come to the end of another amazing episode amazing we love you stitchers and until next time we'll see you stitchers See you, Stitchers.